Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. San Francisco shows the best team in the NFL. I mean, a beatdown yesterday of the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a, a game pearl off that Jerry Jones says was going to be a, maybe a measuring stick for the Dallas Cowboys. Well... The early returns, not great for Big D. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that has tortured the Cowboys fans. I mean, I did call it kind of. I did want to say, first of all, the Cowboys were on grass, not good. McCarthy's not great on the road. And San Francisco's fully healthy. They haven't been able to beat a beat-up San Francisco team. How are you going to deal with all those weapons coming at you? The rest of the league has one chance. And this is sad to say, it's somebody on the Niners gets hurt because there are just too many weapons right now. They'll hit you with Debo. They'll hit you with Ayuk. They'll hit you with McCaffrey. They'll hit you with Kittle. They'll hit you with Elijah Mitchell. It does not even matter. And then that's the offense. The defense is even more ridiculous. So I think basically we all need help to stop the San Francisco 49ers juggernaut. You know, or maybe it's just finally their year. I I think that they look so good. The one thing about the Cowboys, and they're going to get slaughtered today, right? And you lose 42 to 10, and Dak Prescott throws three interceptions, and it's just easy pickings here for everyone to pile on and to really bury the Dallas Cowboys. I think you cannot bury their defense. The defense was the only thing that was possibly keeping them in this game in the first half before it got out of control. Dak Prescott and the offense did not get a first down until almost midway through the second quarter. But this is supposed to be the 85 Bears, the first drive of the game. The Niners easily drove down the field. Oh, that was easy. Yes, very easy. That was so easy. That immediately they said a statement like, we're not scared of you at all. Okay, but think about it. It was 7-0, and then they traded three and outs, I believe. They traded punts, and then... When the defense, the Dallas Cowboys actually holds the 49ers, gives the ball back to Dak Prescott in a one-score game, and the first thing that happens is Tony Pollard fumbles the ball out of bounds. That's not Dak's fault. But then you immediately give it back to the 49ers. They end up giving it back to they you fumbled right back. with a fumble. But then you're asking Dak Prescott to start operating out of his own end zone. And I hated the play calling from there. There were so many things wrong where the offense just could not give the defense any kind of help or a break. What? To me, this goes more on the Dallas offense than the defense. What is the play call when you're at the one-yard line against the San Francisco 49ers? There's no play call for this. Well, they were able to get on second down, get like an eight-yard gain out crossing route to Michael Gallup. I mean, they wasted first down trying to go for an everything play, which was silly. I just, I didn't like the play calling. I didn't like the offense. And I think they are more to blame here than the defense, but it's going to look like the defense because mm. the score was 42 and to 10. The fact that the defense got thoroughly dominated and was beat physically, mentally, every which way. 
The, the, the Niners ran at will. In fact, there was a bunch of plays that were called back on penalties. The Niners had no problem moving the ball for most of the night. Yes, they were stopped a couple times, but not that much. Yeah, the, the Niners also got a very crucial third down penalty, yeah. uh, which should have been uh, a little, you know, maybe suspect. It was, what, a holding call, I believe, on Dallas. I, I guess you're going to call it, but it, it extended a drive where it looked like they had really kind of gotten I mean, Purdy. come on. Purdy was 17 for 24, 254, four touchdowns, no picks. There was the Niners game. offense did whatever they wanted the entire time. Well, you we we talk about teams that are just great front runners, you know, like Yes, because the offense jumped them out to that lead, not the defense. No, no, no. I'm saying that yeah. we've talked about how the Cowboys yeah. can be great front runners. There's oh, some teams yeah. better than others, Pin right? your ears back and go after the quarterback. I mean, there is no team that is suited to play better from in front than the 49ers. Like, they, you get a sense yeah. that once you get up two scores, it's night-night. There's no, because of the run game and because of how good their defense is, there's just no way to get back into these games. And, I mean, zero effort uh, or zero you know, D minus F minus grade for the Cowboys for creativity on offense to try to do anything. This is your third game in a row where they've held you under 20 points. I mean, it's like something's got to, got to give here. If you're going to try to be competitive in these games. Yeah. I think you nailed it earlier. The Cowboys are definitely short of receiver. Yes. Dak is obviously, we know Dak. He's the most sort of inspected quarterback in the league. We know who he is right now. He's good in certain situations. It's got to be laid out there right for him. Here's my real concern. Pollard, all of a sudden, Tony Pollard, the running back, not explosive. What happened there? Well, maybe running backs mean a little bit more than we think. <laughs> They're not getting paid well, at all, but maybe you need them. But I don't I'll think Zeke you. Elliott would have been any better at this offense. I mean, obviously, they're not doing much in in New England, but how are you going to run the ball when you're down, you know, 21 nothing before anyone can blink? And all of, they're tight end. They're not strong in that position. The line looks like – the line, I understand. They It was the first time they were all together last night. They're going to need some time. Listen, the Cowboys are probably going to be exactly like last year. They're probably going to be 12-5. and five. They're probably going to run over the Commanders and the Giants – Yep. Beat the Eagles once. We've seen this season before. They seem to be stuck in this loop of making the playoffs and then not doing anything. And right now, it feels like if they run into San Francisco in the playoffs, they're not overcoming this. Ryan Hickey uh, behind the glass today. Can we update one of our poll questions? We've got a couple of them out there. Can we update the Brock Purdy MVP poll? Is he legitimate MVP candidate after a big night on a national stage last night? A resounding so far, yes. Wow. 81.3% say yes, Brock Purdy right now, legitimate NFL MVP candidate. I mean, how do you pick out the MVP candidate on that offense? It's like every guy. They it, Brock Purdy is distributing the ball, but that's exactly what he's doing. He's distributing the ball. It's not like, you know, it's because of Brock that they have this incredible offense. Yeah, but you know how the MVP award works. It's a quarterback award. The the quarterback on the best team has a great chance if he has good numbers, and Purdy's numbers are unbelievable. Or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is always thirteen and three. I mean, I know, he had the, the number last, one seed. The last two MVPs. I right? think he was number one on both those, right? Uh, I don't think he, he was the number one seed. The second, one, the fourth they were, one. They were certainly close. Yeah, I mean, you have to if you win thirteen games and you have a. 123.1 passer rating, you have a good shot at MVP. I mean, the problem right now is Tua. Tua's numbers are ridiculous, Insane. too. Yeah. So all of a sudden, these short quarterbacks who are just playing point guard are winning in the NFL. Maybe that's what you need, Maggie. Maybe you're underestimating how important that role is to be a point guard quarterback. You're a Bills fan. You have the opposite. You yeah. have a scoring machine in Josh Allen. Maybe if he was more of a point guard, the <laughs> Bills would be a better team. 
Listen, I think they tried that a little bit when they tried to get the run game going. And it looked good, and right? And it looks better, but that's still because the threat of his arm and those explosive plays to Diggs, it kind of throws the defense off. This isn't today. It's not about the Bills. The Bills the Bills got a lot of work to do. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Brian is in Louisiana. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Doing good, Maggie. Good morning, and good morning, uh, Perloff. Um, I had a thought listening to you. Um, about Sean Payton, yes. he kind of inherited that whole thing in Denver. Yep. Um, you know, he's going to have to have time. But when he started with the Saints, as a member of the Houdat Nation, he took a 3-13 and team after Katrina and made it 10-6. and I think they were 10-6. and six, Yeah. And we made the playoffs because he got Drew Brees and he signed, uh, drafted Reggie Bush and stuff like that. And, um, you know, towards the end... Uh, not the last two years, but before that, we had three seven and nine seasons. So he wasted Drew Brees' prime career with the defense, and Drew Brees did take pay cuts all of those years. I know that he took pay cuts. Yeah, but then but, he um, built them. Then he built them back into a really, really competitive team. Almost had a shot. Should have gone in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, we got screwed with that Rams game. Definitely. Yeah, well, definitely. definitely. We all know that. But, by yeah. the way, the, the difference is he inherited a team in New Orleans that at least had heart. There is no heart and a single player in Denver. There's not a single guy there that I would want on my team. Brian, thank you for the phone call, and I think that also falls on the head coach. You have to be— How many years in a row have the Broncos been all these supposedly talented players who don't play with any grit? I know, but that's what the money's for, right? Like, not to quote quote Don Draper, but that's why you bring in and trade for a big-time head coach like Sean Payton, because you want the culture change. And maybe it doesn't always happen immediately, but it feels like it's getting worse from last year. You at least want to see some incremental steps. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> last year was pretty bad. Well, but last year was also easy to see why they would have been so demoralized because their head coach was totally underwater. They had no idea what they were doing and Russell was bad. So it's like, okay, you can understand why a locker room would fracture. For this, even you said it yourself, Russell's numbers are not bad. You've got a big time head coach. This should be a team that at least gives a crap and they don't. Well, they've been on defense. You know, listen, they've been close in a lot of games. They've had a lot of close losses. They could easily have won a couple of these ones, and I think they're going to win some games. I just think we probably should have looked at them as a six-win team. Uh, well, they were their seven-and-a-half was their team win total coming in. That's who they are. They're not a good team. Sean Payton needs three years. Give him three years. He's got a 10-year deal, Maggie. This was not a short-term. Nobody thought he was going to come in here and win a Super Bowl. Do you think he sees the end of that 10-year deal? Does anyone see the end of a 10-year deal? I think if he gets the right quarterback, yes. I mean, he was in New Orleans for 18. Let's go to Brandon. He is in Utah, wants to talk about the Cowboys. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, good morning. I I agree with you thinking that the Dallas Cowboys' problem was mostly their offense. Also, because... Oh, Brandon, I'm so sorry. Your phone quality is just not good enough. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, but thank you for the phone call. And, uh, yeah, the the offense was just never was able to give the defense any kind of oh, breather or balance or anything. Perloff, of nine of the 11 drives that Dak Prescott was quarterbacking last night, uh, nine of the 11 were three plays or fewer. It's nothing. You, yeah, but, uh, your defense wait, is on the field three of those constantly. Were, yeah, I mean, through three interceptions and three straight drives. So, in the second half, yeah. Yeah, so that's... Anyway, 
did they ever stop the Niners really in any meaningful way? It's not like the Niners were having any trouble moving the ball. It was at seven any nothing point. at the end of the first quarter. I mean, it's not like it was this crazy blowout to start the game. I mean, it seemed like the 49ers were dominating in all facets, they were but it was twenty-one seven and a half. I know, but at the end of the first quarter, it was seven nothing, and there was actually a chance for the Cowboys to maybe get back in it in the second quarter, and the offense could not do anything. I don't know. If you honestly look at that that game and say there was nothing wrong with the defense played well, I just don't understand. That they listen. They got blown away. They were blocked at every. This is a team that we know the Cowboys' strength is their defense. Dan Quinn is the strongest coach in that building by far. They have Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, I know that they lost Diggs, but they have so many playmakers. Look at that game last week against the Patriots. They were their defense is a dominant force. They have to win with defense. They're not going to win this. Any they're not going to beat anybody. They're not going to outshoot, outscore anybody. Right? That is their strength. They that's they're compared to the '85 Bears coming into this. Which is so funny though, because you're saying it's so clear that the defense is the way they're going to win games, and yeah. I'll agree with you. But last year, just last year, with basically the same personnel. Basically the same, yeah. minus Brandon Cooks, I guess. This was a top five offense. This was a good offense. This was a good offense on third down. This was a good offense. They played nobody last year. It was Neither joke. did your Eagles, okay? I yeah, mean, I know. What I'm very aware say? of that. What do you that want was, to say? That was great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even close right now. That defense is so much ahead of that offense. Because if you don't throw it to CeeDee Lamb, where are you throwing the ball? And even he was not great last night. Who's going to pony up for Devontae Adams is the question. Ah, if he's even I'll available. Right now, by 50 miles, there's one team. I'm The Dallas Cowboys? Nope. Not the New York Jets. Not The Baltimore Ravens should uh, cut every single receiver they have today. Just <laughs> release all five, uh, except for Zay Flowers. Keep him. Yeah, but even he's a rookie. And bring in Devontae Adams. I've never seen a worse receiving game in my life than Sunday Ravens-Sealers. It was the receivers, basically three quarters or almost like Almost the whole game, it was the receiver's fault. And then Lamar makes some mistakes at the very end of the game, throwing a bad pick. And it was just like the combination they could not overcome. Was that on Lamar? Uh, Or did his scrawny, overrated, (laughs) overpaid wide receiver get shoved away by Joey Porter Jr. on a jump ball that Devontae Adams, by the way, Devontae Adams ran that route that Odell Beckham Jr. did the 100% 100% of the time, he scores a touchdown there. Odell just got sort of pushed to the side like a little baby man by Joey Porter Jr. Well, listen, Odell and, also, you know, drew a big-time foul uh, when he got hit really hard in the middle of the field that set them up. So Lamar, after the game, said, I wanted to give my guy a chance. I think that was pure, like, oh, man, we brought in Odell. Let's throw him a bone here. And he just wasn't physical enough to stay in the play. Honestly, I don't even put that one on Lamar. But the, he had five touchdown passes that were dropped. Like it was easy. terrible from the. It was terrible from the that, receivers, but then at the end, when you need yeah. Lamar to not throw that interception, he, he threw that interception, and that's not even his mo. But he did. Yeah, because he was throwing it to a weak receiver. Uh-huh. Honestly, you, you if Devontae Adams ran that route, what happens? Oh uh, well, Devontae Adams is definitely scoring. Here's the thing: it's like they somehow the Pittsburgh offense was so bad yesterday, yeah, I know. so bad. And then they were like the undertaker gift, just like sitting up and going on one good drive. And it's like Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator get like a reprieve, like a stay of execution yeah. for a week because they were able to finally put together a good drive. Even they figured out, just throw it to George Pickens every play and you're fine. But I think that's because the Baltimore defense at a certain point is like, what is ha- they, they lost some of their energy because the offense was letting them down so many times. And 
do not blame Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson might have had one of his better games in his career. I've never, he was throwing dimes, 40 yards downfield into guys' hands again and again and again, and he was just let down. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get to Bill Belichick. We've promised it. We want to hear from you on the Cowboys and on the 49ers. The multiple poll questions up right now. Uh, Number one, is Brock Purdy a legit MVP candidate? I say no. Perloff says yes. Was last night who's to blame for the Cowboys? I say the offense. Perloff says everyone. Um, Definitely. Did we also have the uh, the poll question up? Do you need a hot tub in Arizona? We do not. Why would anyone need a hot tub in Arizona? Why not just have a pool and just like let the sun heat it all day and they will boil. It's like 115 degrees there every day. Can you imagine getting how sunburn I get in a pool in Arizona? Be I'm, bad. I think you can only go to Arizona in the winter months. <laughs> it's the only thing that's safe for you. Even that. Yeah. Even that I had the issue. There was a Super Bowl there. Was that last year we were yeah. there? Yeah. I, I tried there. to. I got stopped at security because I brought so much sunscreen on my carry-on. <laughs> like, sir, this is this is enough for the entire county. 855-212-4CBS. Let us know. We're going to talk about Bill Belichick in, next. What does this future hold? We are watching the end of a great coach. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. All right, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Maggie, we've gotten some key information on an important topic today. What's that? Apparently, there are reasons that people get hot tubs in Arizona. I mean, that's good news for the Purdy family, who we found out are in the hot tub business last night. Yes. And like Chris Collinsworth said, I think what everyone outside of Arizona mm-hmm. was thinking, why would anyone need a hot tub in a place where it's 115 degrees for like 60 straight days or something this season? Yeah, uh, so, so th- I think they're in a town called Mesa, which is 25 minutes from downtown Phoenix. I guess there's many elevations and many different situations in Phoenix, and you can get outside of there and need a hot tub at night. We have friends who have a place in Flagstaff where the Cardinals used to train. Yeah. And you can ski there. So they do get mountainous and it's desert. So anyway, we, we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> kind of trailed I, off there. <laughs> Wait, Ryan, who yeah. called in? Someone wanted to tell us how wrong we were about the hot tub thing. It was Debbie from Arizona. Okay. Who said that they are basically very much needed throughout the state. I'm fascinated with the Purdy parents, by the way. Yeah, we heard. Yeah. <laughs> Skinamax. No, I just think. <laughs> I just think. What are they doing in that hot tub? <laughs> hey, hey. I think, uh, you know, if Purdy continues to have this kind of season, we're going to find out a lot about the Purdy family. There's going to be all sorts of features. What if he was conceived in a hot tub in Arizona and now becomes a pro quarterback? You start to copy that plan. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think think that's pretty much a given. I mean, why else would you be in the hot tub business unless you have some really nice memories of a hot tub? (laughs) (laughs) Why not be in the hot tub business? Who does does not like a hot tub? Well, they do have that pool and hot tub in in. Bank, uh, well, what do they call it now? Bank One Ballpark. The oh, that pool? Yeah, they have. They, I think they have a hot tub in that pool. Yeah, too. I mean, Ooh. hot tubs are not just for cold to warm you up. Like you don't only have them in like right. the north, like in in Vermont. You, you use them for enjoyment, not because you're freezing no. and you don't have heat in your house. Right. Okay. To, to calm the muscles down. Too. Yeah, I know, but that's like when it's 110 degrees. Don't the aren't the muscles already pretty loose? No, maybe not. It's a dry heat, Maggie. Yeah. No, I, I, get, I do understand Phoenix. My problem always when I've, I've been in Phoenix is staying cool, not how do I get in a hot tub and get a sweat going. 
Uh, Bogus is here with some headlines. What's up, Bogus? Uh, Dak Prescott promised to throw fewer interceptions this season after 15 a year ago, and he was keeping his word one pick through four games, but then he had to play the Niners. Back to pass, looks left, throws left on the slant, pass, bad intercepted, picked off by Warner. Down the near side of the 30, avoids one tackle and goes down at the 26. Second interception thrown tonight by Prescott. There was one more interception plus three sacks while the Cowboys were held under 200 yards in a 42-10 embarrassment in Santa Clara. No post-game sugarcoating from Dak. Put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, Called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, But this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Niners QB, Brock Purdy, he of the blossoming hot tub franchise business in Arizona, uh, remains unbeaten when he does not suffer a major elbow injury in-game. Four touchdown passes, three of them to George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey extended his touchdown streak to 14 games with a rushing score. The Niners and the Eagles are 5-0. Philly pitching a second-half shutout to beat the Rams in L.A. 23-14. I believe without Taylor Swift in attendance, Travis Kelly. Kelsey caught an ankle injury, then a touchdown pass in the Chiefs' 27-20 win in Minnesota. Over their first eight possessions yesterday afternoon, the Dolphins scored four times, or excuse me, five times, gave it away three times. One of those, a 102-yard pick six, keeping the Giants close-ish. Miami won 31-16. Further imaging today for Daniel Jones after hurting his neck on sack number six. And again, in case you didn't heard, didn't hear, why can't I speak or read today? Uh, the Patriots, they are still terrible. After giving Bill Belichick the worst loss of his career in Dallas last weekend, they accepted his worst home loss on their coach's behalf, 34 nothing from the Saints. Mac Jones, again, did not finish the game. Not an ideal situation for anybody, and um, as an offense, the goal is to play better and, and put up points. So uh, we all have to do that, and... Um, Got to practice that way and, and do things differently and figure out how to how to uh, put up points. New England outscored 72-3 over the last two weeks. 34-0 is the second worst shutout loss in team history. That's some insight there by Mac Jones. The goal of the <laughs> offense is to put up points. Yeah, as opposed <laughs> to the you. zero that they put up yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not ideal. Man, I should take notes on this. Um, this is jarring to me to watch because I've been kind of the holdout here mm. of like, no, 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 Belichick's still dangerous. You can't count him out. You know, just when you think he's down, this is when he's going to come back. And it's over. It's It feels like it's over. Yep. And this is shocking as somebody who Belichick kicked my team's butt for two decades, two decades of just sheer dominance. Um, this is bizarre to see. It's also the way they're losing. Not only are they playing poorly on offense, they're getting pushed around on both sides of the ball. There was one play where my guy, Taysom Hill, had a carry. He was not afraid of anybody tackling him. He just ran right through them. And they get in the trenches, too. Well, they lost, like, two of their best defensive players. Maybe Christian Gonzalez, who was just a rookie but was looking very good. And then Matthew Judon, who we know is awesome, is out for, what, a month with that torn pec? I mean, the season's over. Why would he even come back? Trent Brown, their star offensive lineman, got bullied around to every single position. And the special teams has been awful, too. They can't even snap the ball. There are so many problems. You're right. It's over, over. Do we think that Robert Kraft would do him the indignity of firing him in season? No. No. Absolutely not. Well, I actually, by the way, I say it's over, over. I'm not 100% sure that Belichick doesn't come back next year. I mean. Oh, my goodness. He can't. 
See, I thought I thought Belichick would be able to name the time and the place, right? You Me win six, six Super Bowls, you're able to do whatever you want. You've got so much sweat equity built up with the ownership group, with the fan base, everything. But I, I think now you could look at the product and say, Bill's the general manager and Bill's the head coach. The personnel stinks and the product on the field is bad. Like I, I'm the, I that. feel like I'm the last person to to finally come around on this. But no, I think he's, I think he's done it. Wait, but are you guys both at a hundred? He's he's done. If it keeps looking like this, and they said they're going to restart and recalibrate, what, what what's going to change? You're mm. going to put Bailey Zappi in? I mean, it's the same result. Bailey Zappi yeah. and Mac Jones are the same person. I think you might get to a point where Kraft goes to Belichick at the end, toward the end of the season to say we're moving on so he gets a little send-off at the end. Oh, that'd be interesting. What about this? Wow. Maybe this is what saves him. Maybe they're like, listen, bring in a general manager, and even if it's someone you yep. like, bring in Scott Pioli, do whatever you want, just bring in somebody to take the divide a little of the work here or okay. whatever. I, don't, I think everyone in the building is afraid to disagree with Belichick probably. How about giving Belichick a, another quarterback to try with? Drake May, for example. Or I don't think they'll be bad enough to get Caleb Williams. Maybe they will. But if if they get a top five pick, wouldn't you maybe want to see, who? I wonder what Belichick could do with this guy. Maybe. Um, I doubt it. I would not, but I, the front office might think so. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you if you are that bad, which they probably are, to get Drake May or to get whoever's going to be third on yeah, this I mean, list. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks. I just I think that would be more palatable if the only problem was Mac Jones. But yeah, that's, that's it's not the problem. The whole thing is Where's broken. Where's the receiver core? Yeah, right. The whole thing. Oh. They're not. They're not smarter anymore. They're not better prepared anymore. They're not. It's not just a yeah. talent thing. It's, the whole thing is out of whack. The number one problem is physicality. They're getting pushed around. Yep. Have you ever seen Bill Belichick seem pushed around? Also, can you imagine Bill Belichick like losing to Dennis Allen? Terrible. By thirty-four points. That's just bananas. I mean, Dennis Allen. We did fine defensive coordinator. Nobody's putting him in Canton as a Hall of Fame head coach. I mean, he just lost to Mike McCarthy, 38-3. Yeah, but at least McCarthy's like, you know, Super Bowl winning head coach, coach of the Dallas Cowboys, whatever. There's some gravitas that comes along with coaching the Cowboys and the Packers. I mean, Dennis Allen's a failed Raiders coach. Yeah. I mean, the, the the world is littered with those. I, I don't know. At this point, I would not consider it a one-on-one coaching matchup with Bill Belichick <laughs> and anyone. It, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, let's do some baseball. Former Astro Carlos Correa, three hits, three RBI. Pablo Lopez held the Strohs scoreless for seven. Their twins get a split in Houston 6-2. Manager Rocco Baldelli on his starting pitcher. I think he was completely locked in. Anyone watching can see the stuff. is It's exceptional. But I think he had tremendous feel for his pitches today. To me, it was not that difficult of a decision tonight to let Pablo pitch. And uh, he pitched. It was about offense. Meanwhile, in Game 2 in Baltimore, the Rangers topped the O's 11-8 for a 2-0 lead in that best of five. The two NL Division Series are back on the field for Game 2 today. The Big 12 is once again reportedly flirting with Gonzaga, men's basketball and whatever other sports they play in Spokane could join the conference by next fall. The Las Vegas Aces took game one of the WNBA Finals from the Liberty 99-82. Vegas now 6-0 and this postseason. Vegas' hockey team, the Golden Knights, got their Stanley Cup rings last night. 12 carats of white and yellow diamonds plus a removable top that can be worn as a pendant. And when that top is off, inside the ring, you see a replica of their rink. There are nine stars on that mini ice for the nine goals they scored in their clincher against the Panthers. And if all of that sounds great to you, the team's creating 50 near replicas of those rings that you can buy for $75,000. 
Well, I mean, how much Cheap. bigger can this get? Like, you know, you pull the ring off and it just like folds out into a studio apartment. I mean, what's like you get a car inside? I don't know what more they can do. They're just going to keep doing stuff, something. Yeah, to I, top I, this. I really would not want one of those rings. I feel like it's like more pressure. You bring it outside. Aren't you afraid you're going to get robbed all the time? I think if you're walking around and you play in the NHL, you're thinking no one has the stones to rob me. Like, really? Yes, I can fight at my work. Like, I can get in fistfights with people as part of my job. Who's yeah. going to step to them? Hockey players are not big, though. They're small and fast. I don't know. I, but they're tough. <laughs> yeah, but NFL players always get their rings <laughs> stolen. That's usually probably by women who are sleeping over. <laughs> they leave the safe open. I'm sorry, that's just Le'Veon Bell. Can I tell you one story you keep mentioning that I'm a little obsessed with now and it doesn't make any sense? The Big 12 now has six out of the top 15 basketball programs from last year are in the Big 12. What the heck is going on? The Big 12, I know, is amazing in football, has no defense. This is bizarre to me. We had Brett Yormark, the new commissioner. Yeah. What are and they Scott doing? Scott Drew came and he signed a basketball for us. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Bob Huggins before that all went south. Is it the Big 12 a football conference and is it ACC the basketball conference? Pearl, if you got to keep up, man. I yeah. mean, we're, we're in and, uncharted waters. And now, the, I'm sorry to do a little tangent here. Pac 12 is the most amazing football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? It's total chaos in college sports. And I kind of blame football. Of course. Everything's upside down. It's all because of real life. And Dion. <laughs> I know. Dion, for once, actually not the story. They had a close win against Arizona State. Meanwhile, USC almost lost to Arizona. Yeah. Sort of pushed Dion a little bit off the back, off the front pages. Yes. This is Washington, Oregon week at the Maggie and Perloff show. Maggie, lifelong Oregon fan. This year. Uh, <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon this year. I like the Ducks, too, but I'll jump on the Huskies for the week. It is wartime. There we go. Bogues, anything else? We good? No, I'm good. Fantastic. It is Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS. Can I quickly sneak in, is this Zaya in San Diego? Good morning, Zaya. Good morning. How you doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm fine. I just wanted to uh, chime in on my opinion of the Niners this morning. What do you think? You got to be feeling, they got to have a very high opinion of the Niners this morning. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a diehard, and uh, I feel like Brock Purdy is the best quarterback we've seen since Steve Young. Um, 35 years old. I've seen the game since I was five. Um, I feel like anyone not giving Brock recognition as a top 10 quarterback at this point is just clickbaiting for themselves and has nothing good. If they don't have nothing good to say for, about them, then uh, I feel like they're just doing it for their own personal recognition. Well, Zaya, hold on. Hold on one second. Now, I'm not saying that he's not a – you're not capable of winning a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. You absolutely are. He has obviously proven that. But he's getting put in the MVP conversation. Peter King's calling him the front runner for MVP after last night's game. Zaya, that's a little too far for me because the whole offense is so stacked. The offense is stacked, and we see how Jimmy's doing in a situation that's not like that. But he is looking downfield more, and I mean the whole te- the whole team is a it's a it's a number one ranked team. It's got to yeah. be the number one ranked team. Uh, Fred Warner, the whole defense, everything is awesome, and I just hope they stay healthy so we can see the benefits down the road. Zaya, thank you so much for the phone call. But what do you think, Maggie? You said that you don't think he's an MVP candidate. Are you okay with top ten at this point? Um. Can I think about it? I got to do a little back of the envelope sure. here. Listen, I don't I don't think he's the MVP front runner. Well, no. I mean, listen, Peter might say it, but he's fifth in odds. 
Yeah. See, like to me, and I get why everyone's high on Purdy today. I totally understand it. But look at what at what's actually going on. He makes like four good throws a game in tight windows when they no, really no, 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 no. need it. No, he gets so many first downs. I mean, he throws these screen passes. Are those those are good plays? It's not that easy to throw these little screen passes. There's a lot of quarterbacks who can't do that. Well, I know, but they're in theory. This is also because of Shanahan and the offense and how many weapons they have and the offensive line that he makes those screen passes. So Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Do you think that that's not because of Andy Reid? Oh, I think that Mahomes would be successful in almost any, besides the real bottom dwellers in the NFL where nobody can be successful. I think Mahomes, if Mahomes was on the Bills, the Bills would have had a Super Bowl by now. If Andy Reid had Brock Purdy, they'd be a top five offense. And you know what I'm basing that on? Andy Reid has turned every quarterback into a top five offense. Go to A.J. Feely. Go to Jeff Garcia. Go to anybody. Andy Reid works magic, too. It's it's symbiosis, Maggie. I think we're figuring out who the guys are who can make any quarterback look good. Not any quarterback, but who can make good quarterbacks look even better. Andy Reid is one of those guys. Kyle Shanahan is one of those guys. Mike McDaniel is one of those guys. And Sean McVay is one of those guys. Yeah. And maybe the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Bill Walsh was the most one of yeah. those guys, and he had Joe Montana and Steve Young, and then he left. But, yeah, I, I don't think really you can judge. When you're looking at the MVP, no one's going to break it down and say this is because of Christian McCaffrey and because of George Kittle. They're going to say this guy has 33 touchdowns and three picks, and their team is 16-1. and one. But we I, know what we're seeing, right? Does Like, mm, it's not just about the numbers. Sometimes the numbers tell the story, but sometimes they don't. The yak numbers tell the story. The run game tells the story. The you know grade for PFF, what they give to the offensive line, tells the story. And Brock Purdy is also a big part of it. But MVP of the league? Come on. Well, okay, here's who's ahead of him. Well, Tua, that's not going to last. Josh Allen. That is the- tough. I know. Patrick Mahomes, I feel like the Chiefs are flirting with injuries every game. And, and Mahomes is holding the ball forever. And Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Jalen Hurts is still ahead of him. They've been kind of modest on offense. I think Purdy could jump a lot of those guys. 855-2124-CBS. We continue with the craziest thing we saw from this weekend. We do that next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, Maggie and Perloff. New morning shows here on CBS Sports Radio, although I feel like we're kind of initiated now. 
Like we're in it. We've been doing it for a week. Yeah, I don't even remember. The, I love doing afternoons, but I don't even remember what that was like. I mean, you already put your face in a bowl of chili. Like we're, uh, we, we've like yeah. ingratiated ourselves. Still into finding the chili oil in weird places. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, we get to the Cowboys 49ers. A lot to get to from yesterday, but quickly, John is in Oregon. John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. What do you have for us? Well, okay, so full disclosure, I am a Lions fan. Okay. But I would like to mention, I mean, how good they look. Oh, yeah. Dan Campbell has turned that program around. If so, you know, I want to get your opinion on if the the Lions go and they win out, is Dan Campbell in that Coach of the Year conversation? Oh, my gosh. I, they should name the award after him. I mean, John, <laughs> yeah. think about I, I what, mean, what he's done. And I think it's overcoming not just how good they look and another big win yesterday against a Carolina. So let's, you know, they yeah, should be Carolina yeah. by a lot at home. And they end up, you know, killing them 42 to 24. But it's so, you know this because you're a Lions fan, John. It's so much to overcome a losing culture. And he's done that. And, and he's just look excellent with his draft picks, with everything he's done with that organization. I mean, you believe in the Lions now, which is, you know, I mean, I remember back when when the Matthew Stafford trade sure. with Goff, you know, and I mean, look at how that's played off. Mm. Out. Goff feels like he's a top 10 quarterback. I know. I mean, am I wrong about that? Uh, uh, thank you for the phone definitely call. Definitely the eight to twelve area. I mean, he actually he could be in the MVP race this year too if they keep they win at a really high rate. His numbers are awesome. You know the award that I'm watching for the Lions. It is such a crowded field for Defensive Player of the Year. But Aiden Hutchinson belongs right in that mix. Did you see that interception he had? It was unbelievable. Has you know has tackles for loss and sacks all the time. He's a superstar. How the Jags passed on him at number one and let him fall to the Lions was unfair. It is crazy. All right, we're going to try out a little something now because there were so many mind-boggling, mind-numbing coaching decisions yesterday. We're going to start a little something called coaching or choking. Ryan Hickey is here to give us a few of the situations from this weekend. We'll tell you if it was actually just coaching or whether they were choking. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Maggie. Let's start with maybe the most difficult one here. Miami, the Hurricanes, are (laughs) winning on Saturday. The clock is running. They're playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, no timeouts. All Miami has to do, knee the ball, the game is over. Instead, what does Mario Cristobal do? Run the ball with the running back. Mm -hmm. Fumble. Georgia Tech then recovers it. Two plays later, 75 yards. Touchdown. Miami had the win at the knee. Lost the game. Coaching or choking? I mean, it's 48 hours later, and I still can't believe what we saw. I don't think, I think Mario Cristobal, who was never known as an X's and O's guru, but a great recruiter, I think this stays with him for the rest of his life. I, even if he wins a national championship, I think we still talk about this ridiculousness. If he was ever an heir pro-off to maybe mm-hmm. Nick Saban's throne uh, at Alabama in the future, I think this took him out of the running. See, I disagree, because apparently he did the same exact thing at Oregon the same exact thing, handed the ball off and lost the game when he should have been kneeling. And we didn't remember that. So if he was a national champion, first of all, Miami wasn't going anywhere this year. So I kind of disagree with, with that take. But I think he'd need to establish the run. I like that he uh, was running <laughs> yeah. the ball here with uh, 30 seconds left. what he said. Yeah. People, you, you, know, you want your Bills to run the ball. Why don't uh, Miami? No, this was, first of all, this was 
coaching, a thousand percent coaching, 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 coaching. Also, how could you say Miami wasn't going anywhere? They're, they were ranked 17th going into this game. They had already beat A&M at home. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Th- this was like a sign that the program was moving up and up. All right, next one, Ryan, what do you got? All right, sick in college football. Jimbo Fisher, big chance to get a statement win on Saturday against Alabama. Very conservative late in the game, not using his timeouts mm. wisely, um, kicking a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and two, and then decides an onside kick at the end of the game. Jimbo Fisher, his conservative play calling, especially late in the game, coaching, good, good coaching decision, or flat out choked it? I mean, these are easy. <laughs> Jimbo and Nick... Uh, we're having a bad coach off the entire <laughs> second half. Both teams look incredibly undisciplined and messy. Jimbo, uh, I, he came on for one of the in-game interviews. I'm like, oh, he's just lost right now. That is unraveling at A&M. I don't see any way that he he's not part of their future, is he? I don't think so. I think he still has that massive buyout, though, that mm. could be keeping it. Yeah, but it's A&M. They have more money than and They're the biggest school. They have more oil money. They're fine. I guess so. I, I can't imagine this went over well. And for Jimbo Fisher, listen, I get it. You want to be able to play conservatively, but look at the message that it sends. Like you at one point, you you had Bama. Like you had him on the ropes and you're home, and then you just turtle up and you do this conservative play calling, definitely choking. Hickey, what's next? All right, let's up the ante then. So we're getting called out. Let's go to the NFL. Ravens-Steelers, a big one here. Late in the first half, Ravens have a chance to put points on the board. They're beating the Steelers 10-3. to Points were at a premium in that game. Fourth and two from the Steelers' 31-yard line. You're in field goal range, 13 seconds left. You have Justin Tucker. What does John Harbaugh do? Goes for it on fourth and two. Ravens do not get it. Go into the half with zero points. Good coaching decision, or is that a choke job? Definitely choking. Steelers' defense is really good. The offense stinks, but the defense is good. And T.J. Watt had himself a day yesterday. Joey Porter's really coming on. I mean, this is a game that was so obvious to take the under in this game. It was, like, glaring. Mm. And to not take a field goal when, as Ryan said, points are at a premium, thought this was total choke job. That was crazy, especially when you have Justin Tucker, right? I mean, the automatic. But, and also, Pittsburgh's offense was doing nothing. I don't agree. I mean, the Ravens were manhandling the Steelers' defense in the first half. They they out-yarded them 244 to 88, and that was after four... How many drop touchdowns were there in the first half alone? There were two, probably three drop touchdowns in the first half, and they had 244 total yards, so they just thought they could move it at will. Then the second half was the exact opposite. Yeah. They couldn't do anything because Lamar got so frustrated, he was holding on to the ball, and T.J. Watt eventually got to him. So, by the way, I don't know if you're getting it. Nathaniel Hackett did the same thing with the Jets, where they blew a chance for a end-of-half field yeah. goal. Just take the points, people. Well, the other crazy thing that happened at the end of that game was there was, how much time was left? Like maybe a minute and a half or something, and or maybe it was a little bit more. And the Steelers uh, had the ball, and the Ravens had two timeouts. And the Steelers started to kneel down. Wait, which which series of kneel downs are you talking about? Because they had two complete <laughs> yes. kneel down series. Well, what happened was they ended up getting called for a penalty, I believe, for like an illegal formation, and so it stopped the clock. So they weren't able to do the you know make the Ravens burn their timeouts. But it was such a bizarre thing. I know, obviously, no one wants to be Mario Cristobal in this situation, but it was like the opposite. Like. It, you shouldn't have taken the knee there. You actually need to run a couple plays, and they didn't do it. It was bizarre. I had trouble didn't following Didn't mattering, that. but... I was watching multiple games. That was sort of at the end of a bunch of games, and I did not understand. I'm like, wait, weren't they just in victory formation? <laughs> yes. Then I come back, and the ball is in Baltimore's hands. 
Yeah, it's funny because Harbaugh and Tomlin have met 34 times. Yeah. Two potential Hall of Fame coaches. Neither of them were game managing at all toward the end. It was a disaster. It was very interesting. All right, Hickey, what else? To just put a capper on that, yeah. uh, the Steelers got the ball a minute two left in the fourth quarter, and the Ravens got the ball 49 seconds left. Yeah, so, right. That was what, and they 13? didn't even use that many timeouts. Two timeouts out of there, and still 13 seconds came off. I've never seen that backfire <sighs> like that. Poor. But wow. then it didn't matter because the Ravens couldn't do anything on offense. Got any more for us? Last one here. Let's go back to college football. We talked about a bad defense in the Broncos. Maybe the only defense in all of football worse is USC's defense. <laughs> Arizona in the Coliseum, chance to upset, uh, upset the number nine team in the country in overtime. USC gets the ball, score a touchdown. Arizona gets the ball. They score a touchdown. Now do you go for two or go for the PAT? Arizona chance to win the game from the two-yard line, kicks the PAT. Coaching right there or choking, they eventually lose in overtime, 43-41. This is so painful. I mean, did Brian Kelly teach you nothing? I mean, or you can go a million different coaches. You have to go for the two-point conversion there on the road. you got to try to get the win and get the heck out of there. And what happened? Two more overtimes later, three total, and USC wins the game. Yeah, but I think we're playing the result a little bit here. No, I think the... you got to go for it right there. I don't know. This because... is, isn't this what Brian Kelly did last year at Alabama against yeah. Alabama? Yeah, but he had Jaden Daniels. I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like it's a bit of a coin toss. I'm not going to kill Arizona for Top this Top 10 team on the road you're facing with a horrible defense. Again, the ball's at the two-yard line. One play, you win the game. Yeah, but you also have how many times did they score to get in overtime? It's not like USC could stop them. I know, but uh, this was the time when, I, didn't it flip where they get, then they got the ball yeah, first. Yeah, so what the is the new rule, overtime. by the way? On the second overtime, you have to go for two, right? And then the third overtime, which has got to, then it's a two-point conversion contest. Yep. Each team gets a chance. USC got it. Arizona didn't. And why do, why do you guys think that USC had such an advantage? Because they have Caleb Williams. I feel like Arizona was doing whatever they wanted offensively as well. Yeah, but because they have Caleb Williams, yes. I mean... I don't know. I think you're in that situation where you can taste it. All you have to do is you need your best play of the year from the two-yard line. You have to have that in your play sheet. And by the way, I I actually I apologize. I did not see this, but I assume Arizona missed a two-point conversion, and that's why they lost, right? Both teams missed a two-point conversion in the second overtime. That's why I got to the third. Yeah. And in the third one, Arizona missed again. Yeah. Yes. So they missed two two-point conversions. So they're yes. obviously not that good at these two-point no, conversions. Every coach has got to have one, got to have a play. Like, you have to have the secret up your sleeve. You know, we know this is going to work 100 times out of 100. Well, clearly they don't have that because they <laughs> failed on two of these they two points. They need po- it. Well, they, uh, anyway, you say that. How many times has the Bills not hit a, a Thank fourth you. and one? You're going to make it personal. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, Cowboys, 49ers. What did we learn last night? Well, it was a big, big wake-up call for Dallas. We get to that in a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.